The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This story begins in 1906. There was a wonderful man. His name was Rabhilel Burkowski or Burkowski. Rabhilel Burkowski lived in a town outside of Vilna called Varanova. And this was in Lithuania. And his family was struggling. He knew he had to come to America to make money and then he would be able to bring over his family. And so in 1906, he left Varanova to come to America. He ended up in the Landfield Avenue Shul in Monticello, where he was a shchazen, a sheichet, and a moel, and a shamas. And he worked very hard, very hard for two years, till 1908, when he contacted his wife, Hinda, and their six children, and he told them that he would be able to bring them to New York. And that was the year that they came. He had six children. The youngest five he knew he couldn't send to Manhattan, even though that there was more Yiddishkeit there, and even though that he realized that up in Monticello there was disregard and apathy towards Yiddishkeit. But his oldest daughter, 16, and her name was Chaya Elka, everybody eventually would call her Ida, she, he knew, he had to send her to Manhattan. And so she moved in with Mr. and Mrs. Schultz, her uncle and aunt, and she got a job during the day and went to night school at night. And hopefully, eventually, once she would start going out, she would meet a Jewish boy in Manhattan and hopefully marry a Yiddish family, obviously. But she could not remain in Monticello. Now, what happened was, as she was finishing school, and she now had to try to get a decent job, there was a job that was available in a very famous company. It was called the Triangle shirtwaist factory. And there had been a strike there. And so now they were looking for many, many young women to come to work to make up for all the loss of time and all the loss of orders that they now had to fulfill and they had to make up during this time of the strike. But everybody knew, everybody knew that if you worked for the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, you would have to work on Shabbos. Unfortunately, there were many Jewish girls who signed up anyway. And now Ida was in a quandary. On one hand, she wanted to make some decent money, but she remembered the standards of her parents, Rapillel and Hinda. And her father always told her, countries change and cultures change, but the Torah is constant. The Torah does change. And as much as he could, he tried to give his children a geshemak and a warmth and a dedication towards Yiddishkeit. And Chaya Elka had that. So even though she was now known as Ida, and she was in Manhattan, and she had gone to night school. But now when it came to take a job, even though this was going to be a lucrative job, she didn't take it. She had the opportunity, and she said, no, I'm not going to take it. Now that first week after she said no, it's hard to believe. It was March 25, 1911. You could look it up. There was this tremendous, terrible fire in this Triangle Shirtwaist factory. The building was 10 floors in Manhattan. Three floors were consumed with fire. They were very, very narrow stairs. People were crushed together as they were trying to escape the building. Many doors were locked. And Rahmana Litzlan, over 146 people died in the fire. Many of them were young Jewish women. But Ida was not there. And Ida's life, in a sense, was saved because she was a Shemera Shabbos. And you know something, what is unbelievable? That Shabbos was Parshas Vayakel. And you can look it up. 
In Vayakal, Shemoy Salamad Posikimu. You know what they leaned in every single shul in the world on the day of that fire? The Posik. You should not burn fire or start a fire in your dwelling places on Yom HaShabbos. And how ironic and how coincidental and how Menashemayim actually that that Shabbos of that terrible fire, Klal Yisrael, read all over the world. Now you could look it up. That became a historic moment in factories and in industry in the United States. And after a great investigation, many laws of safety and standards were established in factories all over the country only because of that terrible loss of life in the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Now, I spoke to Ida's daughter. Her name was Mrs. Hannah Markowitz. She lived in West Haven. I spoke to her granddaughter and great-granddaughters who live in Baltimore. And it's so interesting. They all said the same thing. If she would have been there, we would not be here. If she would have been there at that Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, we would not be here. And today, because of her Shmira Shabbos, Ida, Ida Burkowski, who married and had children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, there's families that are here in Klai Yisrael that are able to talk about the Halakite and the beauty of Shabbos. But I want to tell you something else. If we're talking already about the Ger Rebbe and many other Rebbes have said the same thing. But Derech Drush in homiletics, you could also say, they shouldn't burn a fire. Don't be angry. Make Shabbos a time of tranquility and peace. And you know something? This is not only B'derach Drush. I'll show you something that the first time that I saw it, I absolutely could not believe it. Those who daven Nusach Ashkenaz Friday night and say Bamem Adlikin, they actually quote a Mishnah. It's in Perit Beis and Shabbos, Mishnah Zion. And it says like this, a person is supposed to say three things to his family Arab Shabbos. And he's supposed to say it in his house. Isartem, did you give Miser? Iraftem, did you make the Erev? And listen to this. Idliku Esaner, did you light the candles? And you know something? Take a look at the Tverse Yisrael, Oisamach, and he says, Why did the Tana say, you should say, you're supposed to say it in your house. What do you mean, in your house? And he says something remarkable. He says, Don't say it in such a loud, angry voice that they're going to hear it outside. Don't be yelling so that they can hear it outside. But say it, talk nicely, softly. That's the idea. Of course, the story that we've come to talk about is the commitment of Shmir Shabbos. We know Shabbos is the Makar HaBrocha, and certainly it was for the Rakowski family. But one thing is for sure, even B'derach Drush, let's not burn a fire. Let's not get angry. Let's keep it down and make Shabbos the tranquil and serene day that it's supposed to be. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org.